Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Dr. Wagnall. What's going on? Glad to see you here mm-hmm. today. <laughs> what are we talking about? How to set better boundaries. Oh, I like it. This is a big topic. It's a huge. It really <laughs> it's is. a lot in here. Yeah, yeah. As as impactful as I think, well, I think you would agree that relationships have a huge impact on your mental health. Um, it, it would it would serve to kind of note having healthy relationships with good boundaries mm-hmm. is probably a big, big piece of happiness. Of healthy yeah. relationships, I think, is yeah, yeah your boundaries. Um, so let's. Can we start with some examples um, of like what we mean when we talk about boundaries or or unhealthy boundaries. I think that kind of helps maybe. Um, I've got a couple, if you've got some examples, you can follow up. I've got a couple examples to kind of illustrate what we're talking about here. Sure. So when, when the topic of boundaries comes up um, in our work, like here are a few examples. So I have a client whose mother calls every single day and wants to talk for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is my client um, works full time, has several young kids, mm. husband works full time. Um, and the husband was getting kind of frustrated because he feels like they only have so much family time and like a good hour, hour and a half of their evenings every single day is taken up with um, my client talking to her mom, right? And the other part of it is that they don't have the best relationship. So often these calls end up very, um, just my client ends up feeling kind of exhausted or just sort of emotionally spent and then feels like she can't, doesn't have enough kind of emotional space for other people in her family. And mm-hmm. so she's got this sense of like, this is too much. Like I need better boundaries in terms of my communication with my mother. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so is that, is that, does that kind of fall in the category of um, boundary issues maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It it seems your client has recognized that there's an issue with, uh, the excessive communication, what she might feel is excessive or, or at least detracting from other time that she might have. Um, and, and there's the issue and she, she would prefer something else. It sounds like, but does she yeah. know what yet? Is she able to kind of define what she'd be more comfortable with? Well, that's, that's, um, part of the issue. And we, we've kind of talked about that. She, she definitely thinks like, okay, I need to be able to spend more. I don't have tons of great quality family time because my husband and I both work so much. I need to, it's more important for me to spend this time with my family. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would prefer if I, you know, I talk to my mom once or twice a week for an hour instead of every single day. There you go. Okay. So there's right. the, there's the preference. Yeah. So there's the preference. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The boundary though comes in where, and my client has had this conversation with her mom and laid this out. Express this why, preference. Yeah, why mm-hmm. this is a problem. And, and the mom just doesn't really yeah. respect that or just keeps kind of calling every day. Right. So the, to me, and you tell me what you think of this, the boundary is my clients expect, expressed her. She knows her preference. She's a, expressed it to the concerned parties, her mother, namely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then the mom still keeps calling. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And my client keeps answering. Mm. So it seems to me like this is kind of the zone for, for where boundary issues come in. Right. Yeah. Your, your uh, client, it seems like believes that once expressed, the boundary is up to the mother to maintain. Mm-hmm. Not her. Yep. Yeah, and and there's kind of a fundamental problem. I think there, a common problem with boundaries is they're kind of understood. It's it's often um, I communicate it, and 
I'm putting it in the hands of the other person right. to control. Or, or even maybe just a, a misunderstanding of, or, or not realizing that there's, a, there's an important distinction between setting and enforcing a boundary. There it is. Yeah, very right. true. Yeah. I think a lot of people just haven't thought through that and kind of assume both of those, once you set a boundary, even if it's not the other person's responsibility, it, it will be, it's this wall and it goes up and it's firm and, you know, but in, in reality, like there's no wall. There's just you standing there mm-hmm. either enforcing the boundary or not. Yeah. And that's, and that's hard when, um, uh, boundaries amount to no more than words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's, that's uh, really difficult because the enforcement of the boundary is what makes it a boundary. Well, and so that's the thing, right? A, setting a boundary is words. Enforcing mm-hmm. a boundary is usually behavior. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, but a lot of people would prefer, I think, that their boundaries just be upheld because the other person is. Wouldn't that be nice, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Wouldn't it be nice if everyone was respectful of all of our boundaries and just listened the first time? And, yeah. You know, wouldn't that be nice? Well, and, and and this is an important conversation I have with many of my clients that boundaries are what you are willing or unwilling to do. Mm. And, Unpack that a little bit. Um. Here's the boundary that was expressed was one to two calls a week is the the preference. Right. Um, and it sounds like that's what they decided they were willing to do. Um, now that's that, that is now the communicated boundary and enforcing that would mean that she only talked once or twice a week and, um, her, her decision to answer the phone on other nights of the week um, is is her not respecting her own boundary? Bingo! Like that, I think that is huge. Ba- like boundary problems almost always come down to it's the real problem isn't that other people aren't respecting your boundaries; it's that you're not respecting your own boundaries. Right, right. And so, because um, mostly because you're not willing to enforce them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, which is which is the same thing. You you can't if you set a boundary but aren't willing to enforce them, you don't really respect your own boundaries. Yeah, and, and it's not much of a boundary for the other person <laughs> if, if you can't right. if you can't respect it. And if anything, if you if you continually set boundaries and don't reinforce them, what are you teaching the other people? Mm-hmm. You're literally training them to believe that your boundaries aren't important. Yeah, right. That you're not really serious about them, or that or that basically they're in charge of them, which is it sounds <laughs> like what what has happened here. But yeah, for your client to say, "Mom, you know, I'm really." Um, man, am I, am, am I willing to have one or two calls a week, but I'm, I'm unwilling to have conversations, you know, on the other days of the week. And if you call, I love you. And, and I, and I hope you know that, but I won't be answering the phone, hmm. you know? Um, so, well, the, okay. So we're getting real behavioral there. There's where the rubber hits the road, uh, right? Yeah. No, so that's the, what but that's the it, part of what you're willing to do. Yeah. That's the enforcement. I'm unwilling to answer the phone and I'm willing to let the phone ring turn off the phone, whatever it is. Yeah. Now this is always the crux of the matter, right? Um, I think usually because it feels bad. Yeah. How does, how do you enforce the boundary? Um, and, and that, that, um, that is, there is where all the uh, friction happens. Yeah. So sometimes the problem is you just literally don't realize that setting boundaries also involves enforcing boundaries. Some, mm-hmm. But more often than not, the, the real problem is that it's not a knowledge problem. It's a, it's a willingness problem. Like it's just hard emotionally to enforce 
big boundaries. So when you say willingness problems, I, I think you're referring to the idea that if you're going to enforce boundaries, you may feel things like guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, you may feel things like um, thought, thoughts that you're a jerk and that you're being mean and that you're cruel. And um, That's exact. So my client, the, the thoughts are always like, I'm, I'm being a bad daughter. Mm-hmm. My mom's going to think I'm a bad daughter. I'm like, what if, you know, what if she dies tomorrow and this was our last conversation? So, so there's a lot of and, mm-hmm. what I call fake guilt, yeah. <laughs> which way back in the day, we did an episode on that actually. Yeah, fake um, guilt. Lots of re Yeah, well, go, go back and check that episode out. I have no <laughs> idea what number it is, but I always admire those podcast guests who are like, oh yeah, way back in episode 43, we talked about, like, <laughs> I have no idea what episode that was. But I think, yeah, the, the point is it's often very difficult emotionally mm-hmm. to tolerate our own emotion when we're enforcing boundaries and to tolerate the imagined emotions of the other people. Or the very real emotion of the other people. Cause, yeah. Because they're not going to like when you enforce Probably your boundaries not. sometimes. <laughs> and maybe it's not even the emotion. Maybe it's their reaction to the boundary, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the five phone calls in a row after you don't pick up the first phone call, she calls back. And back and back and back. And or, really or, leaves, or leave just thundering voicemails yes. of how awful you are. Right. To, yeah. So, or the next time you talk is very passive aggressive. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. And, and so I think what you're referring to is if you are unwilling um, to tolerate guilt or if you're unwilling to see the disappointment in somebody else's eyes or if you're unwilling to hear the five voicemails of someone screaming at you, um, then you're un, it's probably not likely that you're going to hold that boundary, hold to that boundary. I have a hot take on this. Tell me if you agree or not. I would say if you're not willing to enforce a boundary, it's better not even to set it in the first place. I couldn't agree with you more. Ah, damn it, Todd. I thought we were going to disagree. Yeah. So what, okay. So why do you agree? Like why? And, and that's uh, to be clear, I'm not just saying like, well, it's just not going to do any good if you set a boundary, but don't, don't enforce it. I actually think it's going to make the situation worse if you set boundaries and then don't enforce them. Oh, there's, there's nothing like teaching someone that what you're saying isn't true than just screaming at them with zero enforcement of what's going on. Yeah. So it, it, it becomes numbing. It be, it be, becomes meaningless to both you and to them to some degree, um, and it's so rejecting, yeah, over and over, and and, and hurtful, and and those those words just lose their meaning, and and I think you want those kinds of words to have meaning. I think this. I know you're not a huge fan of the, the term self esteem, but I actually think one of the core causes of poor self esteem is this very issue, where you have boundaries you want to set and you think you should set and would be healthy, but then you constantly fail to enforce them or compromise too much on them. Because what this does is both to other people and to yourself, what you're saying with your own actions is what I want doesn't matter. Yeah. What me or the other person like feeling okay is more important than what I think is right. Yeah. That is a really quick way to end up with low self-esteem. When you, and you see that in, in uh, situations where maybe um, I'll, I'll have a husband say, I, I don't even ask anymore. You know, I just kind of um, 
I, I don't even make the attempt because I know what she's going to say. It's been said a million times, mm. whatever it is. And so I, I've stopped asking. Um, and it, it's the same principle. It's like, ooh, by doing that now, though, you're reinforcing this idea that it's not even worth your time or your effort or your concern yeah. or whatever it is. So, Okay, so you've got, let's say you've got my client and, and she's saying, okay, I, I know what I want. I know what the boundary is. I've set the boundary. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, like she calls and I see the phone and just this like flood of thoughts go through my head mm -hmm. about like I'm not being a good daughter and like what, again, she's older and what if I never talk to her again? I just feel so much. I feel so guilty and I feel so bad. I just end up picking up the phone anyway. Mm. Right? So like how do I, how do I not? It just feels so awful. So how, how do you begin to set better boundaries when it feels so hard to do it? Like how would you approach that? Yeah, well, I, I think that maybe if that's her question, how do you do it given that I feel this way? Mm -hmm. um, and point out the dependency on, are, are you saying that you can't enforce a boundary if you feel this way? Mm -hmm. And what is your expectation that you won't feel this way tonight when she calls? And and maybe right here and now we can practice feeling that way and and maybe even close your eyes and imagine yourself in that situation where the phone is ringing and you see her name on the caller ID or on your phone and can you practice feeling guilty and not answering in this in, in this imaginary exposure that we're going to do yeah um, but the idea is maybe your expectation that those feelings aren't going to be present or, or need to not be present in order for me to do this that's going to be unworkable that's a great point I think people often expect okay I've thought about this boundary I'm going to set it right and like I'm going to do it but then it gets, they, they expect that it's going to be relatively easy and that surprise factor throws them off guard and they end, they end up caving, right? Because of that. So you, actually it can be helpful to expect the opposite, mm -hmm. expect that it's going to feel really hard. Like Awful. you said, yeah. visualize it, run through it multiple mm -hmm. times because it's going to be hard enough, but if you can at least trim off that layer of surprise and shock, it's going to be that much easier. It's going to be 10, 20, 30% easier, not easy, but easier to, to hold that feeling and, and do it anyway and hold the boundary anyway. And another thing that we might do is even role play that scenario in session. Be, mm. I, I would want that client as prepared for that moment as possible and to kind of start um, wrapping her mind around that moment in, in her own kind of headspace. Yeah, um, so you might throw lots of those thoughts that are going to run through her head oh, at her just so she's You know, prepared. throughout session, I might say, yeah. that was really stupid to say, and, <laughs> and you know, I can't believe you didn't call your mother the other night, you know, <laughs> just to have her kind of experience that, become rattled and, practice. and, and kind of practice that, wait a minute, that's okay to have yeah. that thought every once in a while. It's okay to feel that a little bit here and there. I still want to be able to maintain this boundary. And that gets back to a, a core theme that we talk a lot about, which is, just because something feels bad doesn't mean it is bad, right? This is the, the whole thing with when I talk about fake guilt, right? When you've done something and you feel like a bad daughter, that doesn't mean you are a bad daughter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be real. And, and on some level, maybe this seems obvious, but in the moment, in the heat of battle, it, it's really hard to remember this. And so if you can remind yourself of that, even I have people in my office get index cards out and write down, just because it feels bad doesn't mean it is bad. Or I am bad. Or I yeah. am bad. Yeah, that's yeah. the other one. You know, and, and, and I'll prep clients for this in two ways. There's two exposures here. One, the willingness to feel guilty or, or have those thoughts and, and, and feel bad. Um, the other one is enforcing your boundary isn't going to feel good. Hmm. 
it, it's not it, it's not like you get to enforce it and walk away with a big grin on your face. Sometimes it's going to hurt to yeah. say, you know, you did this thing that I told you might end our relationship and I've got to say goodbye, mm-hmm. you know, to enforce the ultimate boundary of I don't associate, you know, and that's not going to feel good as you're walking away mourning that relationship or whatever that was. But the idea of being willing even to have um, negative emotions or negative um, um, reactions post, you know, enforcing yeah. your boundary to prepare clients for that because oftentimes they're like, man, I did it, but, you know, and they're almost shocked that they felt bad they afterwards. It's bad. like, man, that's still, it's still hard. You know, yeah. you, 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 it got to a point where you had to enforce a boundary. It's not going to feel good. I think of this like exercise, you know, like you go, go to the gym and hopping on the treadmill. It's hard. Yeah. Like it's not super fun necessarily. Like, especially if you're kind of out of shape, like it's, it's tough. Like your muscles are going to be sore. Your lungs are going to burn, you know? And then, you know, you hop off and maybe there's some relief, but you're still super sore for the next few days <laughs> after that. There's a little pain <laughs> right? after that, yeah. You're not all of a sudden going to feel super vigorous and strong and, you know, yeah. it's, it takes a while, right? So yeah. to your point, like I, I think what throws a lot of people is they have this unrealistically optimistic expectation for how they're going to feel during and after the boundary enforcing. Yeah. And just like exercise in the treadmill, the more you do that exercise and the better you get in the further distances you can run and the faster you can go, mm-hmm. your ability to enforce your boundaries means that your relationships stay healthier, happier. You're not engaging in relationships that are unhealthy. You're able to set boundaries and move and, and, and enjoy the healthy ones because you're just not tolerating um, the, the negative experiences or, or interactions or friendships anymore because you're able to enforce a boundary. Yeah, that's a great point. And it really is a short-term, long-term dilemma. It's, it re, it's like so many things in life, it, it's hard in the short term, but it leads to so many great things in the long run. And the, the more you practice it, the more skilled you get at it and the, it gets easier. I don't think it ever gets easy necessarily, but your confidence and ability goes up the more you are able to do it well. Right. And and imagine what your relationships would look like if you couldn't enforce a boundary. Oh, <laughs> not a fun thought experiment. Yeah. If you could literally not enforce If you boundaries. could literally not enforce a yeah. boundary, what might some of your relationships look like? Especially if you're with people that are a little bit more self-interested <laughs> than, yeah. than not. So, And then on the flip side, imagine a world where you enforced all of your boundaries, which would... By definition, you would only be left in life with people who respected your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Imagine that world. Wow. Right? That'd be so. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.